Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin and their friend Jake sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin Jared on Twitter at Cousin Jared and our friend Jake on Twitter at My Friend Jake. This college football episode covers select games from week three of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game. That information, along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick, either now or coming later for every game, is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. That doesn't mean that we recommend you do the same as our goal in this episode is to share key information about the games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as you go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll, we'll give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Both Cousin Jared and Jake will also be utilizing a weighted unit to scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see it will be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler uh jake happy birthday hey yeah getting old you know yeah getting old and uh, it's great the sad thing is is recording these at night now and it's your birthday tonight and by the time most everyone sees this it'll be the next day so drop a comment and say happy birthday yesterday to jake because it was it was yesterday so i i should have said something in the in the baseball episode i just kind of forgot because it was the night before um and you've got you've got one coming up too so I, I do. I do. Yes. Uh, both both of ours are here within a couple of days of each other. So uh, cousin Jerry, you're just out in the cold uh, a couple months away, I guess. <laughs> yes. But 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 also the, the professor's dad had a birthday. That's yesterday. true. So, That's true. you know, it's just birthdays all around for everybody. Birthdays all around. A lot of September birthdays here. Um, all right. Well, before we get to today's show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And the only way to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball MLB or college football content that this channel provides. And as a reminder, we've started up a Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show. Membership starts at just $3 per month. Benefits include such things as exclusive access to the play of the day, our Discord group with ad-free and early access to the shows and early access to projected spreads. Cousin uh, Jared and I have already covered a bunch of the games. We're going to finish out the slate here tonight and then look back and talk about any other line movements and then give Jake a chance to make any other plays he wants to make. Uh, we'll get right to it as usual, all lines courtesy of Bet Online. We're going to start off at noon Eastern on Saturday with Cincinnati and Ohio, Miami of Ohio. A game that's being played in Cincinnati um, at the Bengal Stadium. Miami's listed as the home team. I'm guessing they did a, a, a home and home that's a neutral site thing or, or, or whatever. And so each year, one team gets to be the designated home team. And does anyone know where Miami's located in Ohio? Is it close to Cincinnati? I have no idea. Zero clue. Yeah, this is what you come here for, us to say we don't know geography. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati, obviously a much better team, should be massively favored. Uh, model says 24. I'm going to leave the 22 as a B-grade pick. Uh, earlier in the week, this was uh, around 20 and a half or so, which would have been a much better number to lay. Lost a little bit of that value now. Back below 21, I I'd like it a lot more, but at, at 22, I'll still give it a B-grade. We saw last year Cincinnati – at times, just demolish these types of teams. At times, they kind of struggled with these teams. Uh, they didn't struggle till later in the season. They did really well with them early. Uh, it's just a different class of team here between Cincinnati and Miami. So I think they can come out there and beat them up. Miami's almost in the 
uh, outside of the top 100. And Cincinnati, uh, still a top 20 team. Uh, pretty impressive, in my opinion. So I'm going to lay the 22 with them. Uh, I wish it was a little bit lower. It should only be a grade pick. A total of 51. Kesson Jared, what are your thoughts? In this game, I'm looking for two things. I, I don't really have any thoughts on, on this game. I'm not, I'm not making a play on this game. But I, I, two things I'm looking for. Better quarterback play from Cincinnati. If they get a little better quarterback play based on what I saw uh, against Arkansas, then I, I think that they will be a really good team this year. Miami of Ohio, I was actually pretty impressed with how they looked in their first game against Kentucky. They they moved the ball okay against that Kentucky defense, you know, for, for a MAC team. And, and their quarterback is, is Blaine Gabbert's brother. I should really know his name that would be good uh, but i just know him as playing Gabbert's brother um who's and he's pretty good for a mac quarterback so once they get into conference play i, I think that miami ohio can, can play some of those uh, other mac teams real tough and, and probably uh, be at the top half of that conference so uh, i think this is going to be an okay game maybe for the first half and then i think cincinnati's you know defense kind of shuts them down and cincinnati pulls away um late but again if cincinnati gets some good quarterback play i think cincinnati's going to be really good this year yeah i think i think a top 10 finishes definitely possible if that happens yep. uh, not a guarantee obviously but i mean that the, the talent is there that defense is really yep. good yep uh jake jake what do you got yeah this this one i'm, I'm sad we missed the number earlier so yeah. i'm kind of waiting hoping beyond hope that it goes back that way but i, I don't think it will uh so i, I mean cincinnati's a better team easy it's not, it's not a question miami of ohio looked all right at times so they're gonna be fun to keep up to with the, when they get in the action but I'm staying away from this game right now. Don't, don't, don't even really like the over-under because I think Cincinnati's defense is still too good. I, I don't know. I don't trust these teams to do what they need to do to hit that. So I'm, I'm just dodging this game. But do you really think Cincinnati can finish the top 10 like in the polls kind of stuff? Because I just don't think they will have the wins to stay up there. I don't care about polls. I just care about the rating, that my ratings, because uh, that tells me what the spread should be. I mean, a team can be ranked wherever they want in the polls, and to me, that means absolutely nothing. Uh, what matters is the power rating, because that's that's how we determine if we should bet on them or not. Uh, well, not well. Sorry, let's let's go off the rails because why not? I mean, it, it, what, you said hey, not, ten, not even ten minutes in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You said are they going to finish in the top ten? But like, is UCF? What did they look? You know, any good their first game? Has Houston looked very good their first couple of games? You know, I think I think a lot of the well, top teams in the, the in the American may have fallen off, and I think you know Cincinnati may end up getting you know ten or eleven wins again. Right, and that's and that's the thing, right? That with those teams falling off, it just means that for Cincinnati to be a top ten power rated team that they are going to have to really demolish those teams. Yeah. If they, if yeah. they, and, that, and that's what they struggled last year. And that's where we had questions and they still finished really in the playoff game. Again, they played pretty well. I mean, it's about as well as we could have asked them to, given how good the top two teams were last year. Nobody's took yeah. a chance really. Uh, but, but yeah, like if the UCF's falling back and, and Houston with some question marks, if some of these teams have fallen back a little bit, they're going to yeah. need to win those games by 20 or 30. And if they do, then I think they will be a top 10 power rated team. Yeah. If they're winning them by five, then it'll be like they're getting the wins, but they're not impressive. So it's all right. about how, you know, how the box will look, how many, how many yards they're racking up, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, efficiency, all that, all that other nonsense that, that goes yeah. into the math, right? My biggest yeah. fear on them is their offense. I just don't know that they, like, I know they just threw up 63 on Kennesaw State, but yeah. that's not, uh, I just don't know that they have the offense. Well, it's, it's, and it's, it's, I think it's cousin Jared was talking about. It. I think the question is, with Arkansas, they moved the ball really well and they could have easily put up 50 points on Arkansas, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And is that going to get resolved? How much of that was Arkansas's good defense? How much of that is Cincinnati's just not being able to get out of the way offensively and not being able to get over that hurdle? And that's the question. If they can't get over that hurdle, then Jake, I think you're right. Their offense is going to struggle, but the, the potential's there. 
they're just gonna have they're just gonna have to do it right uh speaking of good teams a noon eastern kick here uh south carolina you know top 50 uh obviously georgia though uh barely now the number one team according to my power ratings i'm a little surprised it wasn't by a by more than it was i think at this point given bama's struggles last week we all are kind of putting georgia at number one uh questions maybe by how much but since they're not playing bama it doesn't really matter at this point by how much uh georgia is out to 24 and a half point favorite i'm gonna take all those points with south carolina uh, at a lower number, maybe it's a different story, but 24 and a half, it's just a lot of points and the hook there, uh, given that the game could easily land at 24. Well, looking back at the history of this series, the last several many years, Georgia's been a really good team in almost all of them. And South Carolina has either hung in there or gotten destroyed. So I almost kind of think the number might not matter. I'm playing the, I'm, I'm liking the hook, right? Cause we got to play smart numbers and you never really know, but feels like a game that either South Carolina at home can put up a really good fight or, they might lose by 50 because obviously Georgia can beat anybody by 50. And so I'm just going to grab the points and say it's too many points. It's very similar to the theory I had last week with Texas and Alabama, a little bit weaker of a thought process though. Last week I was saying if Texas is truly a top 25 team, they ought to be able to hang in there against Alabama. Nobody's saying South Carolina is a top 25 team. That's the, the problem. And the reason why I don't like this play as much as I like Texas last week, you are getting a few more points, but South Carolina, again, a decent team, Towards the bottom, more so of the SEC, Georgia should win this game. The only question is, do they win it by 21 or 31? Um, again, I'm going to take all those points, but not one that I really love because Georgia has the ability to just destroy anybody. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this SEC East matchup? So you viewer and listener, I, I, I know you may not believe this sometimes, but I, I do some research before we, we come on here and, and talk. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't even like pay attention to this game because I didn't think there was anything that really appealed to me and stuck out to it. And then the banner came up down there and it said total 55. And I said, there's no way that this game should have a total of 55 points. That's ridiculous. This is Georgia we're talking about. I mean, what percentage of Georgia games have gone under 55 the past year? It's it's darn near all of them. And you know, Spencer Rattler is going to have some, some turnovers in this game. I don't think South Carolina's scoring very many points and, right. and Georgia has, has shown that they are more than happy to just put the offense in neutral in the second half and just kind of do whatever right. and not run up the score. Um, so official play for me here, I'm going the under 55 and uh, it's, it's 55 and a half. Some places, obviously, if you can get that, that 55 and Definitely. a half um, want to take it. Um, but it right now uh, where we use it's 55 and minus one Oh five on the under. So, 55 minus 105. I'm good with that as well. Official play for me. I'm on the under 55 here. I have no idea why any Georgia game, except maybe against like Alabama, would have a total of over 55. This is a little ridiculous if you ask me. Cousin Jerry, let me ask you if a team total here is 14 and a half on South Carolina, wouldn't that also tell you to go under 14 and a half for them? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I like the the, the total 55 better, but it, yeah, that, that would also appeal to me for sure. Okay, because I'm with you. I, I think that South Carolina's chance to win this game is it's just it's just low scoring in general, or not win this game with the bet, cover the bet. Right. Is right. you know they score 13, Georgia scores you know 35 or whatever, and then like 22, yeah. something like that. I mean that's yeah kind of what it feels like, which is kind of everything under. I think it, I think all of these numbers are just a little bit inflated. Uh, yeah, Jake, what do you think? Man, I, from an under, I like the under because I, I don't see South Carolina doing much. Right. My, my fear is that Georgia puts up. Or runs up a 60 spot or something. I think that's um, more likely than South Carolina getting two touchdowns. All right. Uh, so no play for you on this one, though. Well, oh, oh uh, okay. I thought we were just wanting me to. I, I am all over. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. You're just like, pause. Like, like, you're like, well, I'm done. I said my yeah. one sentence. <laughs> no, 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 I am all over Georgia. Oh, give me all everything. Uh, South Carolina, this is just, t- they're made strides to be better. And it's just terrible yeah. luck. 
They play an extremely physical game against Arkansas, who just beats you up and mauls you at the line of scrimmage, just to follow that up with Georgia, which is bad in general. But then they lost their two middle linebackers and their edge rusher for the year. They've got a all SEC cornerback and a safety that they're hoping is coming back. But the way Stetson Bennett's throwing the ball right now, I, I don't know that <laughs> that they've got the backup pieces to handle that. So if those guys aren't 100. percent I think Georgia's just going to have a field day, and they can run the ball and throw the ball. Sets a minute looks like possible Heisman at the, at the way he's playing right now, um, and he's not even sniffed the fourth quarter yet uh, of a game. And the defense is—is is he going to sniff a fourth quarter all season? I mean, it's, it's going to be questionable. <laughs> I mean, oh golly, and the whole like, what was it? Was it last year? It took till the Tennessee game for somebody to score a touchdown on Georgia or something like that. Some cra- do I remember some you can make up you can make up anything like that. I'd be like, that sounds that, probably that's, right. That's I mean, exactly that what I was going to say. Yeah, I yeah. Would that believe defense anything. was his- historically good last year, and and that's the thing we talked about, right? They lost so many guys, but it's like all those backups were also really amazing. And yeah. the question the question for me isn't is Georgia's defense good? The question is, are they going to be historically good again, such as they break all of our models because they're so good we can't quantify how good they are. That was last year's defense, or is this year's defense going to take a step back and merely be? Also freaking amazing, right? That's really the only yeah. question we have here. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I tend to think they're almost a carbon copy of last year's uh, defense, and then this year the offense seems to be better, or at least uh, higher scoring. I think. Well, I think they seem to have figured out their identity earlier in the season yeah. than last year. It was it was more of a work in progress trying to figure out what they were doing. Yeah, and and then it's just I just I think this is Georgia all over. Yeah, I very well could be. That's why I said it's only – I think it's a, a principled underdog play for me, but it's only a C-grade pick. It's not one that I'm like, go grab all those points, you know, and and, and even a backdoor – again, if I if I really thought it was a backdoor opportunity, I'd give this a B-grade, but even Georgia's backups now are probably good enough to prevent a backdoor. So it's like yeah. it, South Carolina's defense is going to have to play well enough to keep Georgia from scoring. And so and I, that's why – because Jerry and I were talking about the under, and that's the, the kind of the hope there is not a lot of points – that can cover with an underdog keeps it low scoring because yeah, I'm like South Carolina is not going to put up almost assuredly not going to put up 25 points or something crazy like that. I mean, and Rattler's not making the greatest of decisions. He's got six turnovers by himself right now. I, I feel shocked. Two games. I, I feel like it's a little <laughs> early in the season for that. Like well, uh, who six? Well, already? Well, yeah. well, I, I may have misspoke. I know he's got three interceptions and he's no, you, I, don't, I don't think you've oh, no, you. Oh no. You, no, yeah, I, don't I don't think you have either. I'm I'm just saying, like, it's really early in the season for a guy to already have six turnovers. Like, that's yeah. pretty impressive or yeah. depressive. I don't, yeah. Uh, moving on, 1 p.m. Eastern, Buffalo and Coastal Carolina. Uh, guys, yikes. Um, yikes yeah. on both of these teams. Uh, Coastal Carolina, uh, Buffalo, but neither one of these teams deserves a word after their performance last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess I'm gonna. What I'll say is I'm gonna grab Buffalo plus 14. It's a B grade pick. Uh, Buffalo's terrible, but I don't know if Coastal Carolina. I'm very nervous about them. Um, I'm gonna grab those points, but it, it, it's it's model says uh, 11 and a half. Uh, I like that it's at 14. It was 16 and a half earlier in the week. So if you had a 14, that's a little bit better. It's lost a little bit of value. Um, I just I don't like what I've seen from Coastal Carolina, but. Goodness, I don't like what I've seen from Buffalo either. This is no. I, I, I'm, t- I'm done talking about this game, uh, cousin Jared. What do you got? I I understand why you are doing what you're doing. I understand why you have to do what you're doing. Uh, 
and and I will I will leave it at that because yeah, Coastal wasn't <laughs> impressive, but you know we've already talked about the Buffalo yeah. game earlier this yeah. week. And, also terrible. You know, yeah, and what what are you going to say to that? Right. So like I understand why you're doing what you're doing, but, but this is a game that I want no part of. I think that Gardner Webb had a higher win expectancy than Coastal Carolina did in that game. That Coastal Carolina beat Gardner Webb by four, and Gardner Webb should have won that game in Coastal. I mean. Mm-hmm. Both of these teams, uh, I, I I don't know what oh, was going yeah. on with them last week. Both of yeah. them, both of them looked pathetic. Yeah, uh, Gardner Webb passed for four hundred and fifty yards against Coastal. That seems not good. That's four hundred fifty yards this year, though. <laughs> Gardner Webb had five turnovers. That's what I'm saying. Coastal Gardner still only won by four. Wow. Yes, that's what I'm trying to tell y'all. Like that was pathetic. Like Gardner Webb yeah. should have beaten Coastal Carolina, and both of these teams just laid an yeah. egg last week so i'm at a principle I, it's way to be great pick at a principle here of like it's a lot of points for two terrible football teams uh coastal wasn't supposed to be terrible but that was a very bad performance and we yeah. can't overreact to the one game uh i think is what i would say for both teams but my goodness uh i i don't want any part of this game on my screens yeah. but i will take all the points and just hope that if it's ugly then coastal wins by 10 and and i can cover with 14 right <laughs> uh jake what do you got um, skip, pass. Yeah, fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, South Alabama at UCLA. UCLA is a 15.5 point favorite. Model says closer to 16. I'll lay it with UCLA. It's only a C grade pick. Uh, not really a lot of value. I'd get more excited at this at 14. I'd get really excited at 13, 12 and a half. I don't think we're going to see those numbers. I don't see why people would bet on South Alabama to bring it down there. Um, if it drops, I've got room to add a unit, but at 15 and a half, it's just not that exciting of a play knowing how likely 17 is, but also 14 and 13 are. So I'll be on UCLA because of the possible outcomes in this game. It is very right skewed. UCLA could go out and make this over by halftime. And in those scenarios, UCLA runs away with it, but I'm not sure how much better UCLA is than South Alabama, which is a weird mm-hmm. statement to make, but it's not as much as they should be. Model yeah. has uh, South Alabama ranked 85th and UCLA 37th. And so I feel like this should be, it just, it feels like when you think about this game, it should be a blowout, but South Alabama might hang in there. So it's not a really confident pick to lay this many points. I'll do it. It's the side I'd rather be on, but it's uh, like I always talk about the baseball, right? It's the pick to diversify your portfolio, but it's not one I want to be too invested in a total of 60 and a half cousin Jared. What do you think? Yep. I, I, I would, I, I'm I'm worried for UCLA here. Like not not that they're going to lose the game necessarily, but this is like I, I don't know. There's something something doesn't feel right about UCLA, and I guess maybe I'm just thinking of that first half of the Bowling Green game where they just kind of you know yeah. looked asleep at the wheel a, a little bit. Um, if the if the same thing happens t- with South Alabama, if they get down early, they are going to have a little bit of a tougher fight on their hands than they did against Bowling Green. Um, so yeah, I think you're the right side to be on, just because you know if, if uh, Dorian Thompson Rob- Robinson gets everything going, then you know UCLA is going to score you know 45 yeah. points. It's yeah. not going to be close. Uh, but man, just I, I would strongly recommend don't let South Alabama get out early because it's going to be you know, a tougher fight than Bowling Green was. It's a weird thing to say, but I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Jake. I, I'm actually playing the over here. I, I think, I mean, the Bowling Green game went over this. So 62 mm-hmm. was the total there. So yeah. 16 and a half. I, I like this because South Alabama is a lot better than Bowling Green, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially offensively. Uh, they've looked very good. That uh, Last week against Central Michigan, I was really impressed with how the quarterback played and how – 
the really the whole offense. And I think there's a decent chance here that uh, we, see, we get a few scores early, and then UCLA runs away with it in the end, and we, we hit that over. Well, well, since you brought up South Alabama offense, you know we have to talk about who the offense coordinator is for South Alabama, right? Oh gosh, this is I don't know who it is. It's Major Applewhite, everybody's oh. favorite offensive coordinator. All there right, you, there you go. There you so go. yeah, yeah, points, Major Applewhite. Yeah, go go South Alabama Jaguars. <laughs> Great, <laughs> what a weird show. Uh, three o'clock Eastern, Tulane at Kansas State. Um, model says Kansas State by twelve and a half. This one was another one that you could have grabbed Tulane and. 16 points, maybe 17 even at a couple of places early on in the week, which I think would have been a pretty smart play at that number. At 14, it's a C-grade pick for me. I'll take the points with Tulane. I'm of two minds with Kansas State. The model likes Kansas State. It's got them right 27th. I mean, the model's about as high on Kansas State as, as almost anybody is. My thought with Kansas State is that that defense looked really good. Uh, that offense really didn't. And I don't know what to make of that. They probably can take care of business against Tulane. I'm not going to say straight up that like, this is a opportunity to get the offense going necessarily. Tulane's not a bad team model has them 60 seconds. So if you're really? sometimes he's, yeah, sometimes he's smaller schools, you look at them and it's like, you just think this is a garbage team or whatever, but Tulane's actually a solid group of five team. And so uh, Kansas is a tough place to play, but two touchdowns is a lot again for a solid team like Tulane. I'm going to take the points, but it's only a C-grade pick. Uh, watching what Kansas State did last week and how good that defense is, I, I don't want to go too heavy against them. My thing here is this is kind of Tulane's first real game of the season. They played UMass uh, week one, and, and then they played an FCS team last week. So uh, tough. So they spot, played I two think. FCS teams. Yeah, so very tough spot, I think, Tulane for their first real action of the season, going to Manhattan and, and playing Kansas State. Um I think Kansas State's going to run all over them. Part of the reason that I was surprised about their their ranking at 62 there is because, you know, I we I had the over in the, the UMass and, and Tulane game, and somehow Tulane managed to go 20 contiguous minutes of that game without scoring against UMass, which I think is a red flag, personally. I, mean, I think they just stopped trying. <laughs> well, let's yeah, let's ignore the fact that they scored 40-something points in, in, the, in the first you know 40 minutes of the game. Yeah, I I, that that's kind of like I, – I think to some extent the model looks at some of those late minutes and is like just throws them out. Like that's kind of the yeah, point yeah. is to say like – we don't really yeah. care at that point. It was, it was, it was over. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, but I, I think just tough spot for Tulane here. I think it's going to be really tough sledding for, for them. Um, I, I, you know, usually don't like to disagree with the model, but I think, you know, I would be on the other side of this one if, if, if I were interested in making a play. Jake? I'm going heavy on Kansas State here. Uh, I think the mighty UMass with that running game they have that put up 200 yards, I think Deuce Vaughn might have 700. But I understand. Yeah. I'll yeah. take I'll take the under. <laughs> I mean, they they were giving up three point four yards a carry to UMass. Like, so what if Adrian Martinez can't throw the ball? He doesn't need to. Between him and Deuce Vaughn running an option, I, I don't think Tulane gets in their way. Um, so I'm putting I'm putting two units on this, going at mm-hmm. it. I, I think if if it gets above fourteen, I like right now at fourteen, I'm putting two units. That's my limit on the second unit. Once it gets above that, it goes to one unit play for me. But uh, right now, I just don't see a way that Tulane keeps us close with just how Kansas State can dominate it because it's just their weak, the weakness Tulane has on defense is running, <laughs> stopping the run, and that's the only good thing Kansas State does on offense. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's great how Kansas State has has figured out how to, proper, how to properly utilize Adrian Martinez, and that's just, just don't let him throw. 
yes. and he can't have any turnovers that way. And so then he's, he's going to be great. And, and again, he's so much better than I could ever possibly be. Uh, right. But, but there he, Kansas state is doing what maybe Nebraska should have done to, to stop all those crazy turnovers that he was having in their games. I, I, I think we could have a whole show on what Nebraska should have done. It's uh, a whole how do we always talk about Nebraska? Uh, what are we going to do when we can't make fun of Nebraska anymore? I don't know. I know. It'll, be, it'll be sad. Um, again, and just to recap, like I said, I, I'm taking the 14 with Tulane. Only a C-grade pick because I, I don't disagree with what y'all are saying. I'm kind of sticking by it's too many points at Tulane is a solid team and that Kansas State wins, but Tulane's good enough to hang in there. But I don't disagree with anything y'all said, and that's why it's only a C-grade pick and not a higher-grade confidence for me because I, I think that that Kansas State team is pretty good, and I just don't want to be heavily invested against them uh, knowing that this team might be – like they might have, again, unlocked something with Adrian Martinez. Uh, but I, I think Tulane's decent. If Tulane loses by 40, we'll come back next week, and I'll be like, well, that was wrong, and that's the way it goes. But mm-hmm. uh, I think Tulane is decent enough to hang in there. Uh, my thought on this game, total of 47.5 – feels fairly low scoring, going to have longer mm. possessions, and yep. it seems like a situation where it's going to be a 10, 14, 17-point game in the fourth quarter, and it should be down to the wire on that spread based off of who scores at the end because Kansas State's definitely the better team, but with low scoring, may, I mean, it's not impossible, right, that Kansas State wins 42 to nothing, but that seems unlikely. It seems like it'll be a tighter around-the-spread contest at the end, and then it's just exactly how the fourth quarter plays out is going to determine who how this bet plays out and or what number you get. If you could get a 14 and a half, I'd like to lane them a little bit more. If it drops to 13, if it dropped to 13, I'd be a little bit more enticed to take Kansas state again. Models is 12 and a half. So it'd be a, a mm-hmm. little bit more of a, of a closer play. Kansas state gave up all of 12 points in Missouri. I have Missouri ranked one spot below Tulane. Well, I'm, I'm more excited. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> 3.30 Eastern, uh, Vanderbilt at Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Uh, and, and says before, be- before you even get going, Northern Illinois should be a two-point favorite over everybody. Like, I don't care who it is. The best team in the country, the worst Fair. team in the country. They should be a two-point favorite over every team they play. Because because they're going to win a, a close game. Fair. Yes. Um, yeah. Model says it should be Northern Illinois minus one. I'm going to grab the two-and-a-half with Vanderbilt. If it gets a three uh, especially obviously three and a half, four, right? I don't think I'm breaking news with that, but three, I'm getting excited about this, knowing how key numbers are of three are in, in, Northern, tight, in Northern Illinois games. And doubly in Northern Illinois games. Like I said, yeah. if this gets to three, I'm I'm probably jumping this like all the way to an A grade play because I, I feel like yeah. I feel like somebody wins this game by three. Now maybe yeah. somebody wins this game by two because with Northern Illinois involved, like if this game gets to third the third overtime, I feel like we'd all be like, yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Um yeah. So maybe, maybe by two, but I mean, two, what do you by one, two or three seems very much on the table for either one of these teams. So I'll take the two and a half, but I'm, I'm really just waiting and hoping. And if it gets to three, I'm going to go heavy on it. And if it doesn't, oh, well, uh, you yep. don't have to go heavy on every single game. So I'll just sit back and watch as Northern Illinois probably wins another close game. That's the way they roll. Uh, yep. Total 58 and a half. Cousin Jared, what do you think? So, so no play for me on this one. If it stayed in the two or two and a half range, I think I would be more inclined to take the Vanderbilt money line. Uh, is mm-hmm. it's, you know maybe around plus one fifteen, plus one hundred five, or okay, okay. yeah, so, some places I see plus one fifteen. Um, that's that's one of those things. Like this is I can like we said, almost guarantee you that this is going to be a close game. If you can get three points, great. If not, I think it's going to be a 50-50 type game. So take the plus odds, and, and plus I think that you'll be you'll be happy with that. Fair, fair, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm riding with you on Vandy here. This, like, I, I like what the quarterback's done. Was it Mike White? Mike White? Right. Yeah. White. Yeah. White. Not White. Uh, yeah. So I think he dodges sacks and runs the ball well. And, and their defense isn't god awful. Like, it's bad, but not 
pitiful. Uh, so I, I think they can do enough to stay in this game and let Northern Illinois beat them by one or two, or maybe even win the game. All righty, 3.30 Eastern kickoff, Georgia Southern at UAB. Model says this should be UAB minus 12. UAB is ranked 54th, Georgia Southern 88. Interesting to note. I mean, we talked about it on a previous show and everything comes back to Nebraska, right? Georgia Southern really outplayed Nebraska, but still only ranked 88th. I mean, that's part of why a coach gets fired. Um, yeah. Model says UAB is still a much better team and should be favored in this one. The problem is 11 and a half doesn't offer a ton of value. It's a secret pick for me. A little more excited at 11, a little more excited at you know, 10 and a half, 10, right? But at this point, 11 and a half, it's not the most exciting play, only a C grade pick. You have potentially a letdown spot for Georgia Southern. I don't tend to buy into that in this case because Georgia Southern's a team that obviously is really excited, but you have to imagine after Monday or Tuesday, they got back to work and said, hey, we got to try to go out and win another ball game. Um, yeah. They're going to be questionable on bowl eligibility, right? They're not guaranteed. Yeah. The Nebraska win's huge for that, but they're not guaranteed you know, six wins at this point. Um, they've already got two. They need four more. And I feel like the coach is saying, hey, let's go on the road and get another one. So yeah. I, I don't I don't really uh, buy into the hangover thing too much. I'm buying into the fact that 11 and a half is just a meh number. Um, this feels like a game that UAB wins by 10, 11, 13, 14. One of those kind of numbers. So 11 and a half. I'll lay it with UAB at home. I think they're a much better team. Uh, than Georgia Southern. I think this might be a little bit of Georgia Southern getting too much respect for last week when I think that says more about Nebraska than Georgia Southern. But again, it's just not the best number. It's only a C-grade pick for me. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I, just just looking at, at, at the, the spread and the total that we have up there, I think I would be inclined to go under the 55 and a half just because that's that's such a key number we talk about it all the time but i think if there a couple of things so if there is going to be a a hangover from the georgia southern side i could definitely see that being offensively you know kind of being a little, starting the game a little bit slow uh maybe not having the offensive output they had against nebraska but you know it's pretty hard to have 640 something yards of offense i was just gonna be like i was just gonna be like i don't know how you repeat that in general unless yeah, you're yeah. playing a d3 school or something yeah yeah and, and uab lost to liberty last week but the D Defense still played well. It was the offense that kind of let them down with some turnovers and stuff. So um, if if UAB can't get their their offense together a little bit, um, I'd still have faith in their defense here. And so the under 50, 55 and a half, I think, would be um, pretty appealing. No, no play for me now, but this is this is one that that will have my attention and maybe something that we'll talk about in our, our Friday thoughts that, that I post uh, sometime uh, today as you're watching this. My no. I think we're all, I think you're off a day on that one. Yeah. Wait, oh yeah. Today's Wednesday. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. Thursday. It's been a long week, guys. <laughs> Just say tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Tomorrow. Right, my Jake. Friday thoughts. There we go. <laughs> there you go, Jake. What uh, what do you think? Uh, I, 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 I tend to agree with cousin Jared here, but now I'm worried because he doesn't know what day of the week it is. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Valid. I'm I'm thinking under, but I haven't made a play on it yet. I'm not sure what either of these teams truly is. Last week for both teams it was shocking and surprising to me. And so I, I want to watch another week and see, see if I can get a grasp on what these teams are. Cause originally I thought UAB would 11 and a half. I would have been all over, but after yeah. last week's offensive struggles, um, I'm worried that they're going to, cause I feel like in this game, they've got to put up 20 to 30 points to win by 11 and a half. Cause Georgia Southern's offense looked so good last week. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm a little lost. So I'm, I'm leaning under, but, not making a play right now. 
Yeah, Georgia Southern jumped about two points after last week. UAB fell about two points. And so that four-point mm-hmm. swing there, uh, again, right now the model says this should be UAB minus 12, but it would have said yeah. 16 before last week. So just to your point, Jake, mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, the model kind of saying we don't want to overreact, but we kind of got to take note about yeah. it. it I, like I said, I do think that the performance that Georgia Southern had against Nebraska says more about Nebraska than Georgia Southern, but you can't say it's all Nebraska because Georgia Southern still moved the ball like crazy. And maybe my only concern about the under is like, I don't know what's going on with this Georgia Southern, like all of a sudden, like we talked about in the last episode, right? All these guys were recruited for the triple option and all of a sudden, whether it's transfers, you know, transfer portal, whatever it is, all of a sudden now it's just slinging it around like crazy. That'd be my only concern about the under is if they can pass the ball you know, at all, that's going to increase possessions and increase points. That's my only, my only fear there. I just, I just don't know what Georgia Southern is. Like, I'm kind of like you, Jake, in that I want to see more of them to figure out how much of that was game plan, how much of that is just Nebraska falling apart, or how much, you know, UAB is a good defense. Can they pass on UAB? I don't, I don't really know. I don't expect them to have a ton of success, but I didn't expect them to do what they did last week either. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's just one of those that I've got to watch this week to figure out what's happening. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, Colorado at Minnesota. I mean, who oh boy. Uh, I'm going to take the 28 with Colorado. Uh, I hate this pick. Uh, mm-hmm. Model says 27. Uh, I'm going to grab 28. I, 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 I've got Colorado down to 107th. I mean, how much lower can they go? That feels, that feels right. right. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like. <laughs> that's, that's the level of team they are, I think. Oof. You think they're as bad as Hawaii? Lord, have you, I mean, it's just I mean, they're so bad. They're everything bad. on that team is bad. They they don't throw the ball well. They don't run the ball well. They don't block well. They don't tackle well. They don't line up. Oh, well. is they, that is that it, Jake? Is that it? What a- <laughs> <laughs> they don't eat well. I don't know. Like it's just everything they do is wrong. Oh, man. Uh, that's I, that's get a little personal. They don't eat well. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got them one hundred and seventh. I don't know how much lower they should be. Uh, I mean, they're they're bad. Uh, I got Minnesota at 26, right on the outside of the top 25. Minnesota's a much better team at home. Um, total's 47. Like, to some extent, I, I, to some extent, this is a principled play. I, I don't, you don't have mm. to love all the plays you make necessarily. It's a principled play of the total's 47. At some point, ha, you know, Colorado scores one time, and it's going to be pretty hard for Minnesota to cover because, of course, clearly the odds makers aren't expecting a lot of points from either side. So, I'm going to grab the 20 with Colorado, but it's only a C grade pick. It's they're very bad. It's just a lot of points in a, with a low total. So that's a side I'll be on, but it's, it's, it's a low grade confidence for me on this one. Uh, and one that I, I, I don't really want to have any part of, to be honest, because uh, yeah. Jared, what do you think? I don't blame you on that one. Uh, shout out to Mike McIntyre, who somehow got Colorado to be 10 and four that one season in 2016, where they went to the uh, PAC 12 championship game. Um, that was incredible. That looking back on it, uh, you know, what happened before that and, and after that, uh, just yeah, good, good for him. Um, well, I don't know what the team total is for Colorado here, but I'd be taking a hard look at the at the under, uh, 10? because yeah, I don't, I don't, might see be, how. might be nine, might be 9.5. Yeah, yeah, let's bring some humor back to this segment. Uh, you know, sorry, sorry, Jake, if you got a lot of things to say about Colorado and Minnesota, uh, but the team total from New Mexico State we talked about in the last episode is three and a half. We talked about what the team total was against uh, Wisconsin yeah. for New Mexico State is three and a half. So just thought I'd clear that up. Yeah, yeah I have no idea. Um, Col- I'd go under three and a half too. <laughs> yeah, Col- Colorado's not good. So, Jake, please save this yeah. segment. <laughs> well, I like 
I jumped on this early when it opened, and it was like 26, 27, something like that, because I, I was I was waiting for that because I knew that line would jump up. Um, so at at this number, it scares me because I don't I don't think Minnesota's going to throw up that many points. Just yep. I mean, they could if they wanted to. I they, just don't they're not a they're not a team that's going to run up the score. No, they they run the ball a lot, which we've already discussed. Kansas State in the second half going, oh, if we just hand the ball, Colorado can't do anything. Um, and then Air Force said, hey, Kansas State did it. Let me do it. And he got, what, 450 yards and then on the yeah. ground. And yeah. <laughs> what do you think Minnesota's going to do? It, I mean, and that yeah. defense is actually, like, if not, they've played a bunch of nobodies, but they've also done well. So, like, you, you know, you can't learn that much. But when you hold a team to under 100 yards offense total, it's pretty impressive. And then uh, Western Illinois was held to under 200. So I don't know, but I just I love I like Minnesota in this spot. If it gets down to twenty seven again, I'll probably add some more more of my money to it. But right now I'm staying away at twenty eight. Yeah, and I think to clarify, I think you have the wrong purple Big Twelve team. I think you meant TCU. Yeah, yeah. My bad. I mean, how many purple teams are, should there be in one conference, right? I mean, the answer is exactly. one, and, and I think yeah. that two is, is a problem. Um, but I, no, I completely agree with you. And, and again, the model says 27. And if you give me 26 and a half, I'm, I'm laying the, uh, I'm laying the 26 and a half with Minnesota, but at 28, I'm like, it's like, that's what I said. I'm like reluctantly taking Colorado because it's just extra points. And yeah. Like Minnesota winning by 27, I, I feel like feels exactly right. And so that's why I said 26 and a half or, or Jake likes to 27. I'm with you. I'd be on Minnesota. 28 is like yeah. realistically a pass. I'm making a pick on every game. So I'm going to take the 28. I'm going to hate it. And that's why I have one, two, and three unit picks. So that when the, if this yeah. one falls apart, it just falls apart. It doesn't hurt me that much. And if it wins, whatever. It doesn't really matter because yeah. yeah. what really matters is the bigger investments. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 Eastern, Troy at Appalachian State. I feel like we have, like last week was so fantastic from a college football standpoint. And this week, the entire talk is, how will they respond after last week? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's like the whole week we've been talking about. And fantastic, responding good, responding bad, right? Like the Coastal Carolina Buffalo, how will they respond after those bad performances? In this game, you have Appalachian State. How will they perform after such a huge win? Mm-hmm. for them they're 12 and a half point favorites at home against troy i'm gonna lay it with the 12 and a half model says 13 i like that i'm on the right side of 13 and 14 i'm only giving this a c grade pick i am a little bit nervous for appalachian state a little bit of a hangover after north carolina after texas a&m as much as they looked impressive against a&m uh, that's a physical game coming back the next week here i just i'm i'm just a little bit nervous laying a big number with them this feels like a spot for appalachian state where a little bit of a slow start, a little bit of a let's just get out of here with the victory and win by six, seven, something like that. So I, I'm going to back Appalachian State here. They are the better team, but it's too many points to really like it um, mm-hmm. just because I'm nervous about the spot, especially after such a physical game last week in the heat in College Station. So a uh, total of 52 and a half if you have any thoughts for us here, Cousin Jared. Man, I, so I agree. Potentially a letdown spot here for for App State. Uh and, and game days go in there as well. So I, I think there's just going to be like this, this, this palpable tension coming off that big game like that. I think it's going to be a lot to take in. Uh, 
Troy did a pretty good job of holding down Ole Miss uh, the first week of the season. I think Troy's defense might be pretty good. The new head coach, Troy, is a previous defense coordinator at, at Kentucky, so probably wouldn't surprise you to hear that they have had a pretty good defense so far this season. Right. Uh, this feels like a really good spot to to take an under 52.5, two being a very key number there. Um, <clears throat> man, I was really hoping when these lines came out that this would be like about 55 or so. And it was about 54, 54.5, I think, when it opened. It wasn't at 55. I was hoping it'd go up. Obviously, it's done the opposite, come back down. Uh, again, I would say this is one. Uh, hold hold on to your seats tomorrow for, for our Friday thoughts and see if this, this pops up there. Because if this hangs around the 52.5 number, this is definitely something I'd be eyeing for an under. If I actually edited this show, I feel like there would be so many edits to make on this. Uh, this, is, this, is, this, is how, this is how it goes. Uh, yeah. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, I, I'm very nervously taking Appalachian State here because um, the screams trap, letdown, hangover, whatever whatever the word you want to throw in there, it screams it. Um, this is the highest I take Appalachian State. Uh, but, man, I'm, I'm a little nervous. But Chase Bryce, hey, after going from Clemson to Duke, to hear he's finally not making mistakes. He's, he's making the right plays. They're running the ball well. Troy's got a decent defense, but I, I think this was one that's tight early. Then in the second half, Troy makes a mistake offensively, and, yeah. and that's where the game turns. But whew, I am not nervous about taking Appy's App State here. Yeah, I am too. I, like I said, I'm taking them to the better team by, by a decent amount at home. Uh, but it does feel like an escape with the victory. Now, they could still escape with a 14-point victory, right? It could be, like you said, you know, they're up seven in the fourth quarter. And then, uh, you know, Troy throws an interception. App State takes over the 30, punches it in, wins by 14. So, it, it, but it just, it kind of feels like that. Just get out of, just get out of town with the victory. Big game yeah. for App State next week against James Madison, who all of a sudden is like a contender in that conference. Yeah. yeah um, so, I mean, that'll be, that'll be one really to look forward to. Not that Appalachian State's looking ahead. It's more about, I think, coming off of those first two games than anything else. Yeah. I feel like this is the perfect example of the difference between Jake and I, because Jake's like, I'm on this play, but it makes me real nervous. And I'm like, well, just don't play it. Like you don't you don't have to you don't have to be nervous. I, I love I love the juxtaposition between the two of y'all. It makes for a fantastic yeah. entertainment, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. We, we were talking about this earlier. I, I like taking risks because this yeah, is just. Yeah. I, I like the fun. I like being on the edge of a seat, and this is one that taking me yeah, there. I got and, you. Yeah. I mean, golly, uh, this could be fun. Yeah. Uh, what would not be fun here? 4 p.m. Eastern, UL Monroe in Alabama. See, Cousin Jerry, look at these segues here. Uh, yeah. Alabama, still really good. Uh, reports mm-hmm. of their demise, in my opinion, false. Uh, yeah. Question marks as to if they're going to be the greatest team ever. Bama oscillates every other year, every third year between historically great and really good. And they're just always somewhere in between those two. They're still going to be really good. They might still be better than really good. It's it's obviously hard to tell after just the one game. There are some concerns for Alabama. None of those concerns will be evident against UL Monroe. UL Monroe is not drastically different than Utah State. It should be a runaway. The question is, can they cover the big number? This did drop down to 49. There were people backing UL Monroe at 49 and a half and 50. <laughs> <sighs> I couldn't do it. Uh, I'm going to lay the 49 and a half with Alabama model says uh, 51. I mean, that's a big number. It's yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's a C grade pick. I, we talked about it with Hawaii and Michigan last week and, uh, you know, was hoping that Michigan would just accidentally score all those points and they, they couldn't get it done. That's the risk with these high numbers. So I'm going to back Alabama. I'm going to back Alabama also, even though it's 49 in the hook, because Saban might be, 
angry and angry Saban worries me and angry Saban is the type who might put up like 63 by the third quarter and Mm -hmm. everyone's like, Oh my gosh, hide the children. Uh, Feels like this type of game Uh, total 61 and a half, which feels like you can't touch it. Cause like I said, Alabama could score 63 and everyone would be like, yeah, that seems right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know how much UL Monroe is going to score. I'm not sure they're going to help that. Uh, the total for UL Monroe, the team total is probably like five and a half. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to look under. I'm not sure they're going to score a touchdown. I think Bama's going to come out pretty angry, but it's such a big number. To me, it's just not worth a big investment. So I'm going to back Alabama. Just a small play to diversify the portfolio here at 49 and a half. A little more excited at 49, a little more excited at 48 and a half, I guess. But either way, it's hard to say these numbers matter too much out here at, at this spot. Uh, they're so large. Because uh, what do you got? So, I mean, the question is: Does Alabama want to win this game by forty-five, or do they want to win it by sixty-one? Like that's, yeah. you know, it's it's, a, it's up to them. Um, man, I, I I would like to look at Alabama's schedule. Uh, you know, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but if they're playing somebody of, of some level of importance the following week, maybe they they take the players out a little bit early. But even the backups ben, are, are going to be able to. Yeah, I probably I probably lay the points too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just up to Alabama. It's whatever they want. Now, to now the week after, they're at Arkansas, so that would be something to consider there. Just to look yeah. ahead for Alabama Vanderbilt, maybe take yeah. the points of Vanderbilt if the number's really big. Just for that concept, like you said, of Vanderbilt going to try to score that coach and to keep all their players out to say they scored a touchdown against Alabama, that sort of thing. And Bama saying we're playing Arkansas next week. We don't want to get anybody hurt. But yeah, yeah, I, I think angry Saban without an opponent next week. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a lay it or don't play it kind of game for me just because yeah. I feel like I want no part of you on Monroe unless you're giving me like right. seven. Give me 70 points. I'll take my chances, right? But yep. you'd have to give me some crazy high number before I was like actually excited about playing you on Monroe. Yep. Jake? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrified for you on Monroe. This is – it's going to be practice out there for Bama. Like it's, it's just going to be a continuous week of practice. And, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of concerns. I don't think the receiver group is as good uh, as – as it has been in years past, and that's going to hurt their offensive output because they don't really have somebody that takes the top off the defense. But, I mean, the discipline is what surprised me the most. Like, what was it, Will Anderson just taking somebody's head off yeah. for no reason? Yeah. Uh, like, so that, that's what makes me think that this is going to be a practice. Those starters are going to be out there, and they're going to be punished being out there. Like, mm-hmm. it's – and I'm worried that they throw up a huge number. But then yeah. I also could be wrong, and he could be saving himself up for – Whatever, I, I don't know. So I'm staying away. This game's got way too many questions for me. Yep. Uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, Colorado State and Washington State. Uh, Will Price line, in my opinion, is 17. This is the number. My opinion model says 17.1. I have no idea which way to play it. I'm making a pick on every game, so I'm going to lay it with Washington State just because I think Colorado State is very, very bad at football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Washington mm-hmm. State is actually any good, but I think there's at least more potential with Washington State to be a more mediocre yeah. team, and I don't think that exists for Colorado State. So I'm going to lay the 17 just in the event that Colorado State is much – I think the only – there's a there's variability up and down with Washington State. The only variability with Colorado State, I think, is that they're worse than we think they are. I don't think yeah. there's any way they're better than the model has them. So I'm going to yeah. lay the 17, but I think it's a pretty good number. It's a C-grade pick. It's too big of a number with the Washington State team that I'm not sure what we're going to get from them this week. Um, they did the thing last yeah. week, and yeah. I don't know what – I don't know how much of that was them, how much of that was is Wisconsin. Um I don't know how much of that's going to be a hangover coming back home. If they're going to have a slow start and just assume that they're going to get a win over Colorado State. A lot of questions in this game. 
Like I said, Washington State's a better team with more upside, so I'm going to lay the 17. But there's a lot of ways that this goes south with that many points and colors that covers this. So uh, it's not it's not my favorite play of the weekend for sure. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you think? Yeah, two, two things I would say about this game. Number one, uh, Washington State, I've been a little bit disappointed with their, with their offense. I was expecting Cameron Moore to, to do a little bit better than he has the first couple games of the season. Obviously, playing against Wisconsin, that's, that's a really tough assignment. But that first right. game against Idaho, I, I really expected him to come out and, and do really well. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, I'm still hopeful that that, that, can, that can happen. Uh, yeah, Colorado State. Woof. Uh, I know that's a big, big change coming uh, from my boy, Steve Adazio to any new coach. Um, But man, they are down to 115. (laughs) Loaded with sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They are down to 115th in the rankings and uh, boys and girls, Colorado state cannot run the ball. And the first week of the season, they couldn't run the ball against Michigan, which you're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's That's fine. fine. They could not do anything on the ground against middle Tennessee state who got run over by by our boys james madison or my boy james madison i guess yeah 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 it was it was really bad and and james madison basically wrote the constitution so he's my boy um so what i would say is (laughs) i think colorado state is really really bad here people and so i agree with that that i think you're either going to lay the points or pass on this one because what you see from colorado state there's no way i would feel comfortable backing them almost get any number against anybody unless it's hawaii umass florida international something like that Right. Or again, if you're giving me some stupid number that you're never going to give me, if you were giving me 40 yeah. points here, I'd be like, sure. But like, no one's yeah. ever going to do that. Like the yeah. buy point here is just really high before yeah. I, before I feel confident. I'm just like, yeah. I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I agree completely. It's a later. Don't play it in my mind. It's just, it's so many points. I'm just not that excited to lay it. Yeah. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah. I'm, I'm laying Washington state. I think we get the ward against Idaho more so than the warding we got against Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin's defense. We're going to find out later on is actually fairly good. So that they're supposed uh, to be, yeah, they're supposed to be. I think, I think we find out that that's right. It's just, they don't have an offense. Um, so like here, here's, I think they just take off with it. And I mean, anytime you run farther backwards than you do forwards as a team, <laughs> it's, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, I know there's some QBs weirdness that gets in there, but it shouldn't yeah, be that exactly. close where, where that goes negative. Like as a team total rushing, that's just, that's it seems hard not. to do. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh gosh, and I, I mean, what, is it Nakia? Nakia? I keep wanting to call him like the cell phone Nakia, but the running back for Washington State, uh, he, he's. I think he'll have a field day, and I think they win this by tw- like 21, 24, 27, something there. If they if they show up and play hard, that should be what happens. Which well, is again I, why I, I think it's a, a lay it or don't play it type game. Yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking like there's as much of a letdown kind of area for Cause I don't think what's beating Wisconsin is at the top of the list for Washington state. I don't think it's that it's not a rival. It's not like Wisconsin was that highly ranked and that unexpected. I, I don't think like, I know the line was big, but it's not like it's some be. kind of rival or huge thing. Could be. I, I just think going on the road to an environment like that for a top 25 team winning, I feel like is a pretty good accomplishment. Yeah, I'm not trying to take away from the culture. I'm just saying, yeah. like, from a letdown. You, still, you think they don't care? You well, think, I just that think they're just like, yeah, we did it, let's like, do it again. App State yeah. going to College Station and winning, or, you know, be, I guess Washington is their biggest rival and going and beating yeah, down like sure. a drum or something. Like, I, don't, I just don't think there's as much of a letdown area because I don't think the game was as important as one of those kind of areas. You could be right. You could be right. We we often look at it from the from the spread perspective. So for us, it's just how big of an upset was how big was the spread, right? But the yeah. players yeah. maybe not looking at it that way, right? Yeah. But, yeah. Sometimes I wish uh, they would. Yeah, I mean, 
That's a whole other discussion. Uh, 10.30 Eastern, Fresno State at USC. I'm going to back USC. I'm shocked that this number is reasonable. It's almost like we – I feel like the USC-Stanford game. I think we swung the pendulum in the middle of that game. USC got out really big, and I was like, here we go. Just like I predicted, USC's going to win, and we're never going to be able to back them again because they're not that good, but everyone's going to be so high on them. And then, like, the buzz on Twitter was like, y'all, USC isn't that good. And, like, before the game ended, we swung back, and everyone's like, y'all, USC's not that good. And I'm like, that could be whiplash. It happened so fast that we were like, everybody was on USC, and then everybody was like, not so fast. Uh, it was bizarre. Um this line's reasonable at 12 and a half. I like that I'm on the right side of 13 and 14. I'm going to lay it with USC here as a B-grade pick. I'm surprised that the number's decent, but I just think they're a much better team than Fresno State. I've got them 40 spots higher in the model. USC's a top 20 team. Fresno State's just a run-of-the-mill team. And we talked about that Fresno State-Oregon State game last week. It was an entertaining game, but I saw a lot of question marks from both teams. USC's going to continue to look better week by week. That defense obviously has some question marks, but that offense is rolling, and I just don't see... Fresno State stopping USC at all. I think they can name their score. There's a reason this total is 73 and a half. It would not surprise me if USC scores a touchdown every time they touch the ball. Uh, so I'm going to lay the 12 and a half with USC. Again, I like the fact that I'm on the right side of 13 and 14. Uh, model says it should be 13. So the two most likely outcomes that the model thinks is 13 and 14. We move both of those. So B grade pick for me at USC at this number and the 105 is nice. It's a B grade pick. Again, I'm shocked. But like I said, the, to- the the narrative, I think, flipped back on USC. I was really surprised this wasn't 14. I feel like this line was going to be 14. And then, like I said, everyone realized, like, wait, USC actually isn't the best team in the world. And so now it's not 14. So I'm going to take advantage of it and lay the 12 and a half. Because, uh, Jared, what do you think? I don't know if there's been a game this season. I thought that the Tennessee Pitt game was going to be like this, and it, it didn't quite play out this way. But I feel even more confident about this game that, like, if you don't get a touchdown on the possession, like, the game's over. Like, it's just going to be like you have going to have to get points on the board every single time you have the ball. And you're going to – honestly, I think you, you probably need to try to eat up a little bit of clock to give your defense a rest. Uh, because right. I think there's going to be a lot of plays running this game. Uh, so I think this is going to be entertaining. I think there should be fireworks. This is one of those things where, in my opinion, you don't need to have a play on the game to, to be interested in it. I think it's going to be exciting. Yeah, maybe USC pulls away late and wins by 17 or something like that. But, man, I think there's going to be some fireworks in this one. I think it's going to be an exciting one to, to watch late in the evening. Jake? So I, I'm, I'm all over USC here. I, I, was, I was very confused that this was under two touchdowns. Yep. And it's, it almost seems like it's the hot take that's not really a hot take that USC isn't that good. It's, it's the contrarian take. That's like the popular contrarian take. There's yep. like once every so often we get this contrarian take that everyone just falls in line with, right? Yeah. And so I, I think I don't think they're like world beaters, but they're definitely no. not. I would say two touchdowns better than Fresno because yeah. Fresno's defense going down. I think I think the offense could go hit for hit for them. I just think there's going to be a couple times in that game where Fresno State gets stopped and USC doesn't, and that's going to be the I, difference. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call my shot here. I think it's gonna be turnovers. Uh, USC's defense has holes, and I think part of that is it's like. 20 guys from the transfer market of their top 22 defensive players, right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's only 18. It's a ton of their, they're too deep on defense. It's right. like all transfers. And that's going to cause some issues with assignments. And there are holes and it's there for exploiting some of those. And Fresno State will exploit those holes, but there's so much talent. And what I've seen from that defense, what we saw against Rice, they're looking for the ball and that's going to give up some touchdowns, but they're off. But it's like, they know that their offense can score, especially against a mediocre defense like Fresno State. They're looking for turnovers. I think they get a couple of interceptions and it's 
because Jared, like you said, about not scoring, a couple of interceptions and USC takes care of the ball and this one's going to be over. It's going to be one that I think USC wins by 21 because I think they get a couple picks and that's all that matters. Like I said, that defense is looking for the interception and it's going to give up some big plays, but whatever, their offense is going to score. And then when they get those turnovers, that's going to be the key difference in this game. Uh, like I said, Jake, they're not a, they're not the, the top team in the world, but they're, their offense at least can carry them to be a pretty solid one, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the offense might be a world-beater-type offense, like, yeah. which is – I mean, Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison is just unfair. They unfair. Like they've, been playing, they've been playing together forever. What, what he had, he's got 700 yards already or something crazy. Mm-hmm. Jordan Addison does. It's just nuts. And then Die. Everybody forgets about Die. But Die yeah, is yeah, very yeah. good running back. <laughs> yeah. He can hand the ball off to him at any point. It, it, so it's just – there's just not enough there in Fresno. I mean – in any team sport, the defense is where chemistry matters the most because you've right. got to depend on depend on the guy next to you to have the right responsibility. So when you yep. have that many transfers coming in, it's going to take a little bit. So maybe by the end of the year, that defense looks a lot better than it does right now. But I, I think they're almost being coached. I think you nailed it. Get the ball. And all of a sudden, <laughs> like we've got to win because nobody's going to stop our offense. Yeah. Uh, so it's – man. This total keeps climbing up. What it, I think it opened up in the 60s, and what are we? I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it hits 75 by game time. I would have definitely taken over a number that started with a six. Yeah, uh, I thought about doing I, that. I mean, even 73 and a half, it's probably not crazy. The especially if those turnovers happen early on, Fresno's going to press and try to score sooner, and it's going to cause them to score sooner probably. And then USC's going to score really fast. Uh, it's it's going to be a track meet probably. Yeah, my, my um, biggest fear is that we, we see something like we did against Stanford where uh, what, USC was up 41 to – Right, 41-14 or something but, like that, yeah. And then they didn't score in the fourth quarter because they didn't need to, and Stanford right. scores twice. And so right. if Fresno does that, that's going to be scary on the 12-and-a-half. This this line opened at 68-and-a-half and was at 71-and-a-half within like a few minutes. Mm, okay. So the opened it up at the right time then. Yeah, yeah those 60s, 60 numbers run around for very long. Yeah. Uh Closing this up, the last game to talk about of the week, 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Eastern Michigan, uh, way out of their comfort zone, time zone-wise here, um, playing against Arizona State. Thankfully, the body clock thing works okay going this way, not the other direction, right? You just don't want to go west to east playing early, guy. East to, east to west, especially with college kids, probably okay. Uh, late start time for the fans, though, against Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State should probably win this game. Very much better team. Eastern Michigan, not very good. I'm going to take a 20 and a half with Eastern Michigan. Um, it's 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 really a B grade at, at this number. I'm only putting one unit on it now. I'm going to wait and see what happens. If it stays at 20 and a half, I'm comfortable putting that second unit on it. Maybe it's to 20, maybe a uh, 21, maybe it drops to 20. Either one of those, I'm comfortable putting another unit on. So watch the line, check Twitter, check the sheet. Um, it's, it's Again, I, I like Eastern Michigan at all these points here. The reason I like Eastern Michigan is what I saw last week from Arizona State, and I, I kind of forgotten about this because Herm Edwards is such a unique coach at Arizona State. He brings that NFL mentality to <laughs> Talk about me talking program. about Steve Adazio with sarcasm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. He brings an NFL mentality, and the NFL yeah. mentality is the game is over. We're going to pack it up for next week. And most college coaches don't operate like that. Most college coaches operate under these kids are never going to have another chance to be on national TV. This is their shining moment. I mean, what's the commercial, right? 90-whatever percent of us go pro in something other than sports. Yeah. Most college coaches operate under, if I can get this kid a touchdown, that might be the highlight of his year, of his college career, of his decade, whatever. 
and they try to do that. And I kind of had forgotten about Herm Edwards with this whole NFL thing that he does, which is kind of nonsense, but whatever. It hasn't really worked, but whatever. At Arizona State, and he had a chance last week to get that garbage time touchdown and just did not care. And I kind of was just thinking, yeah, they should – Oklahoma State can give it up. Well, they could, but Arizona State didn't want to take it. And I think the flip holds true to that as well, that he's going to be up in this game, but he's going to have zero reason to run it up. He's going to really shut down once they get up you know, by 14 in the fourth quarter because he has that mentality of we've got to be ready for next week. And he's not doing the thing that most college coaches do, which is if I can get the back of a touchdown, that's a good thing. So I think he's going to really try to kill the clock at the end and not run up the score. I think it works both ways. I'm going to try to take advantage of that here. Like I said, I think 20 and a half, especially 21 is a pretty good number with Eastern Michigan, who's a bad team, but is going to try to score late in the game and get those touchdowns, get that backdoor cover. Like I said, I just don't see Arizona State having any reason to try to run up the score. Uh, I'm also not convinced that they're going to be able to after um, playing last week. Again, they, they had a tough game, so it's not like they're – fresh and ready to go out there you know i think it's a i think it's a go out there get the win and, and move on and that's again that kind of nfl mentality that herm is trying to bring to the program and i think that's what i'll do here i think they'll go out and get the victory and i just don't think they have any they're not going to try to win by 35 like a, like a normal college coach would so i'm gonna grab the 20 and a half against t-grade play for now i'm just seeing what the number does but it's one that i will add a, a unit on later assuming it doesn't do a crazy move that i miss because uh, jed what do you think so first of all, second everything that you said. So keep that in mind. Uh, second thing is we already talked about it on the on uh, you know the the show earlier this season. Chris Creighton, really underrated coach at Eastern Michigan. Like every other year, he's gotten them to a bowl game, six or seven wins. Really like unbelievable work that he's done yeah. there at, at Eastern Michigan. Uh, that leads me to uh, you may have said some of what you said with a little bit of sarcasm. I think Chris Creighton is a much better college coach than Herm Edwards. Oh, hundred percent. And so I think I have faith in him in this spot. The other thing that I would say is that Eastern Michigan, this pains me to say, is all the way down to 113th in your rankings. Uh, they dropped about a little over two points last week after the loss at Louisiana. Number one, a loss at Louisiana, not the worst thing. Also, we no. talked about it, the five turnovers they had in the second half uh, against Louisiana really just, just killed them. If they clean that up, coupled with the fact that I think Creighton is, is a, a better coach than Edwards, and you mentioned that Herm's not one necessarily run up the score and everything. I think that they can stay within this number. I'm not making a play on this right now. Like you said, I want to see it get, get to 21. I would rather play it there. But if we get within like an hour or two of kickoff and this is still at sitting at 20 and a half or even 20 points, I, I would take the, the points with Eastern Michigan there. So as long as this doesn't drop below 20, uh, there's going to be a play on Eastern Michigan for me later in the week. Jake? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I wanted it at 21, but I'll play it at 20. Um, so I'm waiting, hopefully, hoping to get that 21. I hope everybody looks at Louisiana and sees the five turnovers and yeah. lets that number move up a little more. Yeah, I think this is this is what would have happened in our group chat. It would have been one of us letting the other one know, hey, it's up to 21, go grab it. Except yeah. now we got the Discord, and so we'll tell yeah. it to everybody. Well, everybody's in the Discord. Be like, someone will let us know. We'll be like, hey, it's at 21, let's all go grab it. So yeah, whenever the, if yeah. it happens, that's what you'll see from all of us. Or, or right before kickoff, one of us will just be like, okay, guys, it's two hours to go. Let's lock it in, right? And yeah. we'll post it on Discord, we'll post it on Twitter, and we'll just be like, uh, we'll all kind of grab it at the same number because we're kind of on the same, the yeah. same yeah. mindset on, on this one. Um, all right, that is every single game that we that, that exists here in the FBS for week three. Um, some stinkers, but always remember, right? You know, you don't have to watch them to make the monies. Uh, yeah. let's go to the kill the clock offense. Uh, look back and talk about games we've already covered. 
Um, I have one. I uh, talked about it on Monday's show, Western Kentucky. I grabbed them plus six and a half, and I said I loved grabbing Western Kentucky. I think sprinkling a little bit on the money line makes a lot of sense at those odds. I'm going to grab them with the third unit today. It's plus six. I grabbed the six and a half. I was hoping maybe it got to seven. It didn't. I'm still comfortable with six, six and a half, whatever. I think all those are great numbers. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and lock that third number, that third unit in at six. It doesn't seem like it's going to get to seven, but I think six is still a fantastic pick. So it's an A-grade play, and now I have my full three units on it. So as promised, I've updated y'all on that one. That's my only update, Cousin Jared. What are your updates? So a few games that we talked about earlier this week. Uh, the first one is UCF and, and Florida Atlantic. I'm going to take the under 62 in that one. So 62 is a fairly key number. Uh, FAU has given up some points this season, but it's almost exclusively been through the air. And the only thing that I got from that Louisville UCF game is that I do not trust UCF to actually throw the ball. And, and so, you know, they're, I think they're going to be playing to FAU's strength there. Uh, so I think that th this game can stay under a 62 number. Again, 62, a fairly key number there. Um, talk to talk to Jake before we came on. Uh, I, I, you know, the professor and I talked about the under every way you could in the Akron, Tennessee game. I decided to pull the trigger on that one. I'm going to play the under 67 in Akron and Tennessee. Uh, I just don't think Akron's going to score very many points in Tennessee, a big look ahead spot to, to next week. No reason to run up the score there. So uh, under 67 in that game. I also played the Charlotte team total under 20 and a half. We talked about that yesterday. Uh, might be, you know, would like to get a 21, but I was able to get plus 106 odds on the under 20 and a half. That's what's going to be in bed stamp for our official re record keeping. Uh, so we got some receipts for that. Uh, so under 20 and a half there. I also pulled the trigger on the temple under 13 and a half. Temple Team total under 13 and a half. That's minus 116 odds on that one. Again, I just don't see how they score against Rutgers. Uh, you know, maybe you could find it somewhere for 14, but I would almost rather have 13 and a half and get three possessions as opposed to just the two possessions of potential touchdowns, I think. Uh, and then the last one that's going to be an official play for me, this is one that we, I, you know, similar to the BYU-Oregon game that we talked about earlier in the season, I kind of laid the case out there as I was talking about the game and didn't really realize what I was laying out there, but I'm taking the Florida state Louisville under 57. I just haven't seen anything from these two offenses this year. That makes me think that they're going to score a lot of points. Obviously you would rather have 58. I just don't see that number getting to, to 58 based on what we've seen. So I'll, I'll take the 57 may kick myself for not waiting to see if 58 pops up. Obviously would like a lot more there. Uh, but again, I, I just feel pretty good that these offenses aren't going to be able to do much. Uh, so Florida state Louisville under 57. Those are all of my official plays. Just a reminder, a couple of things that I'm still watching. Uh, we talked about them both earlier here today. App State under in that game. Maybe like a Colorado team total under. Uh, Nevada and Iowa people, I'm going to play some type of under in that game. Right now, I've seen all Iowa the others. Team, every single one of them. Under the football. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kid you not, I have seen an Iowa team total under 31 and a half at minus 115. And so that seems crazy. Um, I, you know, it, and, and we talked about the, the new quarterback situation. Other than 31. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm you know, and we, and we can look like fools. I mean, that's the thing, opening ourselves up to talking about every game. I'm making you pick on every game. I'm going to be wrong on a lot, right? Mm -hmm. But I mean, the idea that Iowa scores 31 just feels like in how many games are you giving <laughs> yeah. for this yeah. to happen? I, I don't, yeah. Nevada's really bad, but like, yeah. 
I just I we talked about it right that the, the team total will be implied to be around thirty and yeah so on, on mm. Betstamp on Betstamp it's 30, 30 and a half uh, you know there's other places out there where I, I've seen thirty one mm. and a half and again minus one fifteen on the under on the thirty one and a half so definitely shop around I'd much rather have the thirty one I'd much rather thirty yeah for yeah sure. um so definitely although although hold on hold on let's let's be honest here Iowa with safeties and all the field goals I mean I think there are no key numbers for Iowa that's the thing we have to remember that, that I'm is. with you like normally I'm with you I'd rather pay the premium for thirty one and a half over 30 and a half but honestly mm-hmm. with Iowa I'm not sure if that's true like they're gonna score in weird chunks so yeah yeah very, <laughs> maybe very throw true. out the key numbers with Iowa very true and so like I've said a couple times I'm letting that game settle kind of see where everything lands uh, either uh, uh, Friday or maybe Saturday and, and make a play there and then we talked about Eastern Michigan too just waiting for that to get to 21 would love to take it there and that I have killed the clock for me here. So let's throw it over to Jake. I know he's got a lot of valuable plays for us here. I feel like Jake, since, since we bring on Jake here for the third episode. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like uh, Jake for the, this segment is almost like he's trying to have like a 20 play 99 yard, 13 minute drive. I feel like he's got yeah. so many games to catch up on. Because of Jake, we talked about. Yeah. Going to yeah. Right uh, all right. No, all right. So what, do, what do you got for us, Jake? Almost perfect segue, but he kept going. I'm all over this Florida state team here and I'm, hmm. I'm looking at the under real hard. Uh, Jordan Travis, not doing anything super impressive, but not screwed up either. Mm-hmm. So Florida State looked, and I mean LSU's defense isn't terrible. So and they did pretty good there. Uh, I mean Louisville, I'm scared. Holy crap, Malik Cunningham hasn't thrown a TD this year yet, uh, which is terrible to say for, uh, for a quarterback. And they've got three TDs on the year total as an offense. So. Ugh. So the, uh, leaning, I'm looking at the under real good. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the Discord first because that's typically what happens. It's, mm-hmm. It's easier for me to get to. But if I end up doing it, um, next one I'm all over this Air Force team. I've been riding them this whole but time. But you're on. But you're on. You're backing Florida State. You said Florida State minus two and a half right now is the only official play. So, so you're on and, Florida State minus two and a half, and you're thinking about the under as well. And, and and Florida State had an extra week to get ready for this game. They were they were off last week, so they've got two weeks to get ready for Cunningham. Yep. Yep. Uh, Air Force. Not low. They're, they're just like putting money in my pocket right now. I really like this team. They run the ball like crazy. Uh, Wyoming is bad. Yeah. I, I mean, especially when it dropped down to what is it at 14 and a half, 15 right now? I, I don't. 15. 15. Yeah, because it was up there around 18, making me nervous when it first started. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay. Um, see, the next one I'm on, I'm, I'm taking Oklahoma. I mean, Nebraska can't stop the run. Firing Scott Frost doesn't do that, doesn't fix that for you. Unless he was just telling those defensive linemen to run away, but uh, that would be a fireable offense. Yeah, which, which I mean, it all adds up now. But uh, so uh, it's Oklahoma, and and that is down to ten and a half. Somehow it keeps coming down. Uh, I, I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know either. No people. Weird. Who was um, betting on Nebraska? Who was betting? Okay, hold on. I, who was betting on Nebraska last week? Who's betting on Nebraska this week? I, I'm not saying they don't cover. I, I'm not. There's no locks in gambling, right? We don't know. But, but who is putting their like? Who is who is the smart? Who are the smart people that the books trust? That some the books are like, oh, this really smart person's betting on Nebraska. We have to trust them. Like, doesn't that make them not a smart yep. person? Yep. I, it, it, <laughs> it opened at Nebraska laying 14, and it's down to 10 and a half. Oh, or sorry, excuse me, Oklahoma land 14. Yes, yeah. down to 10 and a half. Yeah, because it was it was like three is the game of the year stuff, and that's a whole different story when you're talking about. Yeah. The, the look ahead and we didn't really, we didn't know about Oklahoma yeah. and Nebraska both, but yeah, this week 14 and I would have laid 14 with Oklahoma. It wouldn't have been my most confident oh, play, yeah. but I would have been like, I'd have been like, I think they're going to run over. I'll still lay the 14. And now at 10 and a half. It's like, why? 
Yeah. It's just like last week with Georgia Southern. Why? I said it all last week. I'm saying it this week. I, who, I don't know who's backing Nebraska. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm thankful for them. Whoever it is, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and now I've just stuck my foot in the mouth. Uh, but they probably, so. oh, the, the person who's doing it probably isn't watching the show, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, they, maybe they wouldn't be backing Nebraska, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to grab Old Dominion. I'm worried about Virginia. I, I mean, Armstrong has got more interceptions than TD so far. Uh, Old Dominion is a good enough team. Solid. Yeah, yeah. Like they're good enough. Virginia's bad. So for a power five school, so they're going to meet in the middle. I'll take, was it nine and a half, ten points now? Eight, uh, eight now. Eight. It was 11 earlier in the week where we told you to grab 11. So hopefully y'all got 11 earlier on in the week. Jake, you still like it at eight? Yeah, yeah. Anything above seven, I'm taking. Uh, yep. So then, uh, let's see. Uh, Penn State, jumping on Penn State. I don't know where this love for Auburn comes from. And I'm starting to buy in on. Sean Clifford and, and uh, Penn State, which which means now they lose because about the time he gets me convinced he's good, he goes he goes out and lays an egg. So it but, does uh, feel oh, like an annual tradition with him. I, yes. I, it, I don't know why that how how that always plays out, but yeah. BYU is a good team. They've got a chance for the playoff with the way their schedule is and the wins they have. They keep winning. They keep it going here. They, they got an argument to be made with the way yeah. that the schedule is. They, I so. mean, they they will have the most impressive resume if if they go eleven and one. Yeah, they're going to have the the best resume of any eleven one team, other than maybe a wonky SEC situation. I mean, they're going to have a great resume if they go undefeated. They have to be in with that with, yeah. the, with that yeah. schedule. Yeah. Have to be a period. Yeah, so I, I'm I think they keep it going. I'm not really trusting Oregon yet. Um, I want to take Wake Forest. I think Sam Hartman is. With a week of practice is, yeah, yeah, terrifying with the way he came out there and and I, this is probably about the highest I play because I think it's going to be around a seventeen point game because I trust Liberty's defense a little bit but I, I mean it's, whew, uh, like I don't know he just looked like I could I could wake up on game day and just be still five touchdowns kind of good crazy yeah uh, Marshall <laughs> I think Bowling Green's bad. I'm scared. Yeah, very bad. I'm, I'm scared for Marshall because that just well, that win that came out of nowhere for him. Um, so I'm worried about the hangover situation. But but Marshall's a good football team. If yeah. they show up, yes, they're they're the better team. Like yeah. you play this in a vacuum. Play it last week. Yeah. Play it next yeah. week. Yeah. I'm riding them all day just because yeah. of this spot where he's yeah, been. still on the road. I'm, I'm with you. On that too. the other thing I want to say, we always talk about that, but like some coaches do a good job. And I don't know if they, if you will, but some coaches do a really good job of like, y'all, that was amazing. Take your one night and celebrate next week. We're going to get back to work. Or we're going to wait again next week and that sort of thing. And then some coaches don't do a good job. And it's not maybe the coaches, it's sometimes just a mix of players, right? A lot of times it's the leadership of a team. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you can't necessarily just say if it's a senior Latin team or not, but just whatever sort of leadership who's, who's really running that locker room. And some teams do a really good job of that bouncing back. And we're always like, Oh, it's a look ahead spot. It's a letdown spot. And the teams do great. Other teams really fall prey to that. You just never really know which one it's going to be. And so for me, I always try to say mostly ignore that because mostly not always mostly because you never know which team you're going to get. Obviously we have to be aware. And maybe that gives us a little bit extra variability. So like you said, there's a little bit of caution, but if Marshall can figure out how to manage that, they should go out and destroy Bowling Green. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, one of the reasons I tend to think they can, I mean, is so when these upsets happen, it's normally a close. Like it's hard for these little teams like Marshall and stuff to play with the lead, and they played with mm -hmm. the lead well. Like the defense held up well, and their offense did well. So that that kind of leads me to think they're they're not going to be 
too limited last week, but still something you got to watch out for. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm watching this over the Mississippi State LSU game. The other team's defense is amazing. Uh, Will Rogers is throwing the ball. Jared's Jared's got some problems with that. Yeah. LSU's, well, LSU's had some injuries here coming up. They so, have had defensive injuries. I will give yes. you that. that is so, true. like, I, and what I'm saying is Mississippi State's going to have the ball in the air the whole time. Yeah, I, and I, I, I talked about that earlier this week about what they did a couple of years ago when they went into LSU and KJ Costello threw for 450 yards. So you are correct on on that front. And what we need one more score than the Florida State LSU game to cover to cover it. Well, when, when you say it like that, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, like I'm watching it. Like, it's yeah, not yeah, yet, yeah, but it's just yeah. to throw out there. I'm watching. Um, so but, here's here's what I want to say about that game is on Monday's episode. I said the model said it should be a pick 'em. Grab the three with LSU, and now it's at two. So, well, you got down three, one and a half. Yeah, if you grab the three, congratulations. You got options. You can play right out of it if you don't trust it, <laughs> and right. you can give yourself a middle. You can uh, come back with a really cheap price on Mississippi State's money line if you want, or you can just write. I mean, you got options. So, yeah. uh, I, I feel like, again, like I always say, the model's usually right on the direction, you know, two out of three times. So, yeah, uh, that's I mean, I, if, if I'm playing a side, I'm, I'm going to take LSU, but I'm I'm not got a good feel for which team's going to show up for Mississippi State. I mean, Mississippi State's had some travel stuff here, playing out west the whole time. And so coming back and still not being at home makes me worried, so I don't want any part of the side. Um, and, the, and the number at that two or one and a half or whatever is just yeah. not exciting either. At three, again, you can get excited about it, but two is, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I'm watching the over on that. Um Taking Akron, oh man, I think Tennessee is looking to next week already, and it's terrifying. Let me me tell you, I I know I'm an unbiased third party here. Akron's not going to score, okay? Like, so I would say, don't don't be worried. Then hey, then you need to be making an official pick on Akron's team total under. Well, I played the I played the game under. I mean, but we talked about it. I I feel there's video evidence, there's audio evidence. Go to Apple Mm -hmm. Podcasts, go to Spotify, go to YouTube. There's plenty (laughs) of places to get hear me on the record saying that I think Akron's not going to score very many points. So I decided to go another way, but Akron's not going to score. I'm 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 taking them. Worried. I think it's going to look a lot like that Ball State game, and like if Tennessee has to figure out how to run the ball, they've got to, and I think they're going to work a lot on that because they cannot run the ball for nothing. And again, um, they should not have covered against Ball State. If they play that same sort of game, as long as Akron doesn't – that's the problem is Akron may do exactly what Ball State did and just be like, here, you want some points? Have them. <laughs> that's my only fear with Akron. Oh, what, 14 extra points here? Yeah, you're getting a lot of extra points, which helps. Yeah, so, and I mean, the over-under went over by one because Tennessee fumbles it in, in the well, chip shot field goal range. So I, I think the under is a, safe, a good play. I'll, I'm taking Akron plus the points here. Um Toledo, I'm going to double-double here. I'm, I'm taking Toledo and the over. Ohio State's defense is not very good, just like last year. Their offense worries me a little bit. I mean, I know they're getting Smith, Nick Chimba back, and, uh, and Fleming back, so that may change it. But, I mean, they had to have big plays to put up 45. I'm not like against this Arkansas State team that's not great by any stretch and still let up 12 points. Uh so, uh, Toledo is a much better, uh, much better game uh, team. <laughs> and I, I, I'm kind of excited to watch this game because, depending on how everything's going, I may be on the Toledo money line here. I think I think this could be sneaky. 
Whoa. Uh, but that, like I said, this is Whoa. like the flyer. It could be sneaky because you got Wisconsin coming up next week for Ohio State. You know, I, I would criticize you here, but you did pick the Kentucky Derby winner. And so I feel like I have just lost any ability to, to say anything. Uh, I feel like if anybody's still watching at the hour 20 mark, you know, this is like, where I like that just woke me yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Hey, to be, to be fair though, I was, I was thinking about this, right? Like I talked all week last week about how, uh, you know, take the under in app state, all those points app state can hang in there. I said, take Georgia Southern, all those points. I think they can hang in there. I don't think Nebraska's that good. Right. But I didn't say either one would win. And I sat there the whole time thinking like, I didn't call my shot, so I don't get any credit because I didn't say they'd win, you know? So, I mean, I mean, props, Jake, for at least coming out and saying, like, at least putting it on record that, like, yeah. maybe something crazy happens. I mean, if you, if you nail this one, I feel like uh, but, so you get props, like, the rest of the year. If, yeah. if, if this happens, I'll, I'll be extremely happy. But, like, the game script's got to go the right way, right? It does. So, so like, to, it's, it's got to go, like, Ohio State makes a mistake in the first part doesn't score Toledo gets on the board like maybe gets 10 points or, or something like a seven point lead or something crazy like that and, well the yeah and it, and it just kind of gets rolling with them and the little bit of belief happens and all of a sudden they're in the game at the end like yeah, I'm not it, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna be a domination standpoint or anything it's it's not the craziest thing just when you compare like to the Marshall Notre Dame game right like Toledo and Marshall are not drastically different and Ohio state's better than Notre Dame for sure. But you see that sort of game plan play out and you're like, if Ohio state just kind of comes out flat and doesn't play well, like Toledo's the type of team that you look at and you say they're a max school, but like they're a, they're a pretty solid team. Um, if Ohio state doesn't play well, it's not crazy. If Ohio state shows up, then obviously they're going to win by at least 20, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but thankfully for us, we're grabbing 30 some odd points. We don't have to, <laughs> You know, yeah, we like, got a we got a lot of ways we can cover. The official play is is the points. No, I feel not. like I feel like what you're saying is just put a dollar on the Toledo money yeah. line, and if it wins, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be a rich man, right? Yeah, no, that's that's how I'm <laughs> feeling with it. Um, so I'm, I'm taking Arkansas State. Memphis is not that good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second. Yeah. So I'm taking SMU, Michigan, and Michigan. Like, there's not much more I can add to. To what y'all already said, but taking SMU, Michigan State, and Pittsburgh—that's just how the, those games are going to go. I'm really surprised at the Pittsburgh line. Um, I know Slovis is he—is he officially out or still up in the I air? Haven't heard anything, but as we talked about in that first episode, I'm not sure it really matters. Like, yeah, I don't either. But I don't. I, I, based off of when the decision was made and what we've seen out of them, it's kind of like either one of those guys, kind of whatever. In my opinion, yeah, uh, love Miami in this spot. I, I, getting the points, I don't think they win, but I think they make life hell. You talk um, about a money line play. That might be a money line play. Yeah, I, I, I just, I'm hoping Jimbo sees the light here and switches quarterbacks because Haynes King's not it. Uh, but maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, you got a five star guy and Max Johnson who beat a and last year. Why not give him a shot? Yeah. Uh, so then, and I'm all over Utah. Utah's angry about losing to Florida. They shouldn't have lost that game. That they was... they were that was mean of Utah last week. I'm just gonna say what they did in that <laughs> game last week was just that was just mean, guys. Yeah. Come on. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna repeat itself. I do too. I do too. They're, they're they're looking at the end of the year here, and they know they've got to absolutely dominate because um, can't trust Florida. 
especially after Florida losing to Kentucky. You can't trust Florida to be a an okay loss. Like it's, yeah. We're 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 gonna have we're gonna have to timestamp this spot where I shout out my mother in law. But shout out to my mother in law for all the times where if Anim's not winning by enough, it's she's upset. What are they doing? And if they're winning by too much, they're mean and they don't need to score as many points. So shout out to my mother in law because Utah, she would not have been happy with Utah last week. Uh, but that was mean. I'm just saying. Yeah, it was. I looked at that score and went, oh no. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it was, it was. I think I, I think I said something in the Discord about it when it was like the third quarter and they're like sixty points. I was like, Utah guys, like, yeah. mercy, like, make it stop. Yeah, <laughs> make it stop. Yeah. And, and uh, that, that's, that's me for this week. I, so. A couple of things, real quick. Uh, I will say the the Pittsburgh situation is complicated because the backup was hobbled last week at the end of the game, and so I think that's probably the mm-hmm. question mark there. My assumption is that one of those guys is going, but in the rare event both of them don't go and they're to the third stringer, that's the only issue where things get dicey with Pittsburgh. So that's kind of the buyer beware that it's not crazy straightforward. But as I talked about earlier in the week, I'm grabbing the 10 Pittsburgh, just a good enough overall team. It shouldn't matter. But in the event that both guys are out, I I think one of them goes. And even that 80%, one of them going at 80% should still be fine. Uh, If not, though, then there's a question mark if they don't even know who the third stringer is. That's the only problem. But, I mean, Pittsburgh's got a really good defensive line from a pass yeah. rush standpoint. Yeah. And it's not like they were dependent on Slovis and uh, Patty. Patty, Patty to run the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, if they're hobbled, like, you know, the deep throws aren't going to be there. But right. you know, they should be able to nickel and dime their way out of it. That's Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And then I think there's one other one. Uh, were you on Western Kentucky as well? Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I, okay. I skipped past that game. I, I like Western Kentucky at six. six. six and yeah, I like him. Moneyline might be a good, good, fun play. I, I agree. Model, model says pick them. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a coin toss game, and so you're getting plus probably like 180, 200 ish. I don't know. Shop around because uh, money lines really vary book to book. So this is a situation where you want to have you know three books, maybe a fourth. I mean, you don't have to go too crazy, but at least have some different looks. Uh, check Betstamp if you haven't uh, opened up accounts at some of these places again. I got some sign up links in the show's description, but check Betstamp and you can scroll through there and see what places are offering what odds you can kind of be like oh they've got they, this this book has drastically different odds than these books and i want to diversify um there but i'm with you that you get plus 200 ish plus 180 whatever it's a coin toss type game western kentucky's a better team um games at indiana but i don't know who wins that game and so plus odds is a great option in my opinion yeah and i mean Oz's jam is a good place to look to uh, they, yep. they show up with much all the books and things i think you can even organize about state and all that yep. so just your local area yep Absolutely. Uh, all right. Uh, Cousin Jared, any parting words for week three before you provide your Friday afternoon thoughts on Discord? So sign up on our Patreon if you want to hear Cousin Jared's Friday thoughts. He's been rolling on these. He's not going to continue with this like unbelievable no, clip. No. But even if he's no. half this good, it's going to be worth uh, <laughs> worth yeah. the money. He's been nailing these Friday afternoon thoughts. So before yeah. you get to your Friday afternoon thoughts on Discord, do you have any other words for us about week three of this college football season? College football season is like one sixth of the way over, guys. Like that's we need crazy. to we need to enjoy it while while it, we can. So everybody just that, soak it in. That sounds impossible. It's gonna be like a quarter done after this week. So that's that's also impossible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know so. what that means? Basketball's coming. Oh just, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, it is. Any parting words for you? No, just, basketball. I'm gonna be like Ned Stark for basketball. Basketball's coming. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, everyone wish Jake a happy yesterday birthday. Um, and that is all that we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. 
If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. That is it for the week three coverage on this channel, but we got MLB coverage six days a week. We'll have week four coverage coming at you early next week. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.